Massimiliano Poglani, welcome to the show. Um, the CEO of Ili Cafe. We're going to be talking to you today about B Corp certification. I am so happy that you uh, that you agreed to to talk to us about the subject area. I was saying to you just a little bit before the show that we were looking for a company uh, who could help explain to us what B Corp meant to them um, in the coffee industry. And so I think when we wrote an article back in May uh, that you had got your certification, I leapt on the opportunity to reach out to your marketing team and was very pleased that you that you stepped up and said no you'll 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 handle this yourself and you'll talk uh, yourself about uh, about the process and what it means specifically to to your business Thule Cafe so um, I'm sure everybody knows who Ili is but why don't you give it a 5 minute or a couple minute introduction and tell us a little bit about uh, about yourself and the business all right Nick so Hi, everybody. I'm Massimiliano Pogliani, the Chief Executive Officer of Ili Cafe. Ili Cafe is an Italian family-owned company that was founded in Trieste back in 1933. And I'm the very first CEO of this company who is not a family member. So I started back in 2016. So we produce a unique 100% Arabica blend where we combine nine of the best varieties available in the world. And our, let's say our dream is to offer the greatest coffee to the world. So we have around 8 billion cups of Illy coffee served in over 140 countries around the world, in cafes, restaurants, hotels, a single branded cafe, shops, and also, of course, the tour. So we have a, a clear mission, which is to delight all our consumers all around the world with the greatest coffee that nature can provide, enhanced by the best technology available, sustainable practices, and a touch of beauty in a little bit everything we do. So good, goodness, and beauty is our is our brand essence. So we before getting to the to the B Corp, I mean, it's, we it's worth mentioning also that since uh, 2013 we have con continuously been listed in the world most ethical companies compiled by Ethisphere that you probably know, and is the only Italian company to receive this honor annually. Is the only one out of six which are in the food and beverage and agricultural, agricultural category. Uh, getting to your point, well, in uh, this year, uh, at the beginning of this year, we were also the first Italian company in the whole coffee sector to obtain the international B Coffee certification as a result of our, our clear commitment to comply with the highest standard of the social and environmental performance. Fantastic. So you mentioned in 2006 you were brought in as an external CEO, and it was something I looked up actually. It was quite interesting because Ile is a family company, and in 2006, the first time they brought in an external 16, 2016. Sorry, 2016. Oh, okay, you're right, you're right. 2016, you were brought in as an external CEO. Um, first time they went outside the company to 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 put someone in charge of the top position. What do you think was the driver behind it? What 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 was it? that made the company uh, want to bring in external an external ceo well i think i think was the the the, the, the link to the vision of the entrepreneur and the family to you know to ensure that a company keeps on going and evolving and is will always be there so you know because uh, but you know when the company get bigger and bigger and bigger then you need uh, you need uh, uh, professional people to 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 drive and manage the company uh, and uh, which are able to capture to live and feel the inspiration the vision of entrepreneur translate this vision and 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 this uh, this energy this power into a strategy the strategy into a plan and a planning and execution and and this is the one of the first steps that we did and then the, the the you know the external investor with uh, with uh, with loan capital so this is going to a world class organization and a company which is going to stay uh, for the next uh, hundred years uh, I perfect say, i understand so because i asked because the the g in esg is oftentimes the this sort of the most underrated letter of that acronym and it's governance right so yeah. uh, i'm going to bring this on to b core in, in, in just a second because b core is well you'll explain what b core is uh, but B Corps and ESG are aligned in, in, in many ways. It's, it's a mm -hmm. framework um, and an accreditation and a certification for, for evidencing your capabilities in, in operational um, elements of, of ESG. 
ESG is a term that, of course, the finance markets and everyone uses nowadays to understand in a more holistic way um, all of those areas. But governance is really a key part of it. And so I was very interested when I started to look at, at B Corp and what it meant and started thinking about this interview and how we were going to structure it and talk about it. You know, the question that I thought I, was important to raise is not just the mechanics of sustainability, but the mechanics of implementing those policies, which you can't do unless you've got good governance. And, and so this, this, this brings me back to, I guess, whether there was a plan at the outset from the, the family from, from Ile to say, okay, we actually need to think long-term about how we're going to, to, to make, as you say, a sustainable business, one that meets all of the, the values and criteria that we've got and, and, and have put together maybe a governance structure that included yourself. I think there's a number of independent directors as well. Exactly. Could you just very briefly, because I'm sure this is not necessarily a, a subject that everybody's interested in, but- could- I think, I think it's, it's, it's a key, is as you mentioned, probably undervaluated the importance of this topic, but it's key, it's crucial. Well, well, for for us, it was it was it wasn't kind of natural, but almost because you know, for for, for Ili Cafe, I have not invented sustainability in Ili Cafe. I just have to embrace this and bring it forward to the next level and and keep on improving because you know the path toward sustainability in general. So when we talk about economical, environmental and social sustainability is a continuous improvement path. So you never stop, you know. So since ethics and sustainability has always been, been part of our DNA as a, as a company, it was kind of natural to continue on this path and also to embark on, a, on, the, on the B Corp journey. But, you know, when you get to the B Corp certification, it's not the end of the journey. It's just the beginning of the journey and the kind of, uh, I would say, the trigger and the driver of this continuous improvement process. So aimed at gener- generating a positive impact on the society, on the planet, on the people. And also you get to uh, belong, you, you, you get together with a growing network of like-minded companies. You know, the, the, the B Corp companies are more and more, although it's still very difficult to obtain the B Corp certification. You know that only uh, only 3% of all the companies that applied so far got to the certification. And then you, you don't get it forever because when you get this certification, then you, you after the thorough, you know, uh, B impact assessment, you need every year uh, to, to check and every three year to redo the whole your assessment. So in order to make this uh, uh, um, come true, but also to make sure that you continue, uh, you have to really integrate sustainability into the company plan, strategy, and everywhere, and also in the governance. So you know that we are not a listed company, but we have a board with independent directors, and we have at the board level, the sustainability committee. You know, that normally you only find in the in the, in the enlisted company. We also added a risk committee, and to the risk committee, we make the analysis of the risk related to the environmental and social impacts. So this means that we really take this thing seriously. It's not about you know greenwashing or doing because it's fashionable to do so. And we also are very clear and transparent in what we do. Uh, not only in our in our annual statement, we have at the end a report where we say what we have done uh, this year and what, what our commitment for the for next year. But we publish annually the sustainable value report, so where we illustrate and communicate really this integration of economic, social, environmental sustainability in the company processes, strategies, governance, business model, so that we can show to our st- all stakeholders, not only the shareholders, uh, which all, are all our activities and if these activities are matching with their expectations. So I Fantastic. think it's important yeah. if you're serious about it to also think about the governance part. The governance part is, is critical, and I say that because I, I kind of earn my money actually advising companies on governance. But um, so I, I naturally would say that. But I I I do see those companies with good governance, uh, with mature, which is very difficult to do. It's not just the case of ticking a few boxes and making a couple of appointments. It goes all the way through the culture of the business from top to bottom, assigning areas of responsibility, training people, making sure they've got time to train, making sure they've got time to do this along with their day job. 
uh, dealing with the fact that sometimes people leave and, and if you've got a business with a high churn rate, pretty much becomes impossible to in- implement a good governance framework. But you know what? I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's go back to B Core. What is B Core? Well, is 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 B Corp is a kind of as I said, it's a certification that is given to those companies that meet this highest standard for social environmental performance, transparency, and responsibility. So, to, when you are a B Corp, it means that you are harmoniously putting together objectives which are uh, you know business objective with the doing good for the people and for the planet. So there is no contradiction between the two things. You know, normally you say, oh, you go for good or you go for profit. No, you can do both, provided that you always consider in what you do the whole stakeholder and not just the shareholder, uh, you know. And this is what we do since the beginning. We are a stakeholder company. So we have our shareholders who have to be happy as well. But we also have all the communities with which we interact with that has also to um, to be happy and take a part of the value that we that we create. So this is this is uh, the, the, the key things of being uh, of being a big corp to be a force of good in the world and always keep on working to optimize our this positive impact that we have on all the communities and and, and the environment. And as I was mentioning at the beginning, since um, you know sustainability uh, uh, ethics has been part of our DNA. So for me. Becoming a B Corp is a kind of confirmation of the solidity of this business model, no? and uh, and so it's it's just you know a confirmation and a, and a, and a push to continue to do more more of this. You know, you said it better than I I, I planned on trying to describe it. I tried to describe it to a couple of people, and I and I I think you just summed it up a lot better than than I had done in the past. <laughs> Um, but I've also seen an, a, a number of of websites when I was doing my research on getting it getting it wrong. Uh, some people have referred to B Corps as nonprofits. That's not the case. No, um, there's nothing to do with there's nothing to do with uh, with being a, a charity or a, you you can do good and you can do profit and growth provided that you share the value to create with everybody and not keep it only for yourself. And exactly. also provided that you consider that everything you do has an impact as a company and even as a consumer, which is. This is also something that we witness today, you know, uh, not only, you know, companies are considering their impact, but consumers are considering the impact of their behaviors or their consumption habit in terms of uh, sustainability and, and so on. So th- this match will push more and more companies towards uh, uh, considering sustainability as a kind of uh, uh, baseline, a kind of hygiene factor, like today is also digital. So digital sustainability for me has to become a kind of hygiene factor in, in company strategy. I saw your interview at Oracle World. All and right. you described yourself as a digital CEO. And I just wanted to ask, this is a very rude question. It's completely off topic. Uh, but was was Larry Ellison there and did he wait in line? Because you, you said there's a long queue for Illy Coffee. I just wanted to know, I want you to spill the beans. Did Larry Ellison walk to the front so of the queue? If, if I can wait in line for my coffee, you can wait in line for your coffee. <laughs> you pull him up. Larry, get, get to the back of the queue. All right. So uh, well, it, was, it, was, it was a family. It was a, insisted uh, also to open the Oracle uh, conference with, by showing a video about Illy Cafe. So we really liked it. So I'm, I'm happy about that. Oh, fantastic. Um, you know, so so. Bcor is uh, is a for-profit business. I'm I, in the accounting world. They call it double materiality. Mm-hmm. Um, the materiality in, in it for accountants means um, an event that has an impact on the business. Uh, so you know, profits going up and down is a material event, etc. And the double materiality means okay, we've got the we've got the things that affect the profit and the numbers of the business, and we count those like every business does. But in addition, we also count the social and environmental impact that we're making. I think that's actually a fantastic concept. It's mm-hmm. one that I guess is still a little bit new. I was looking yes. at how many how many companies are B Corp certified, about 7,500, which seems like a decent number. But then you think about it, hold on a second, in the UK alone, there's 2 million businesses, right? Exactly. Now, <laughs> it's interesting what you said about how hard it is, because that was the second thing I looked at is, is this a give me? Is this a marketing gimmick? 
right? So I, I talked to, it's not, is it? It's tough. I can tell you not at all. <laughs> tell, tell us a little bit about the process going through, because I have heard that it's tough to get. Well, I, I'm, very, I'm very open and transparent and not at all a marketing gimmick. I mentioned, we believe, I mean, because we are really believing in, in ethics and sustainability and, in, and we put this in everything we do. So we believe that it would have been for us uh, an easy thing, you know what I mean, uh, to do. So it's okay, in six months, we're going to get it. And, and, that's, and we made a, you know, a first assessment, et cetera. But then, you know, the, you know the certification looks at the company everywhere. So every subsidiary, every operation you have. So it's not only limited to visiting the headquarters or making some interviews, et cetera. So it's really putting you know, the company under a kind of magnifying glass. So you know, it took us longer than, than But for me, I was happy because it was a, a further confirmation that is a serious thing. You know, if you get it, just because you ask it or you pay a consultant, no value. then no it's value. just another thing. For me, the fact that for us, that we consider, you know, you know, uh, uh, modest, you know, a company which is doing uh, their job uh, uh, well, well, it's, it was uh, for me a confirmation that is really something very serious. And I'm happy about that, that now this becomes like kind of this uh, driving, uh, um, you know, the, our GPS that is, you know, helping us to, to consider everything we do, also uh, considering this, this prospect. You know, we, we, we need to, to have a, a, what you call a B uh, impact assessment. So that is evaluating not only uh, what you do as a company, but how you interact with your employees, customer, or the communities, the environment, you know. And there are also some legal requirements that you need to, to, to consider because you need to integrate this commitment in the company bylaws. So, and, and, and you have to show the governance structure, you have to document the things that you do, and, uh, you know, and then there are specific, you know, requirements and uh, that are linked to the, you know, to where you are, depending on the country you are. For example, in Italy, you have to first transform your company in what is called a società benefit, and then you make the step of becoming a B Corp. But this is a legal thing, how the, this B Corp certification has been applied in the different countries. You know, I, it was interesting you brought up the legal thing, because I, I was gobsmacked when I read that. I'm like, in the UK, you have to change your articles of association. I wasn't, you know, I, if I had more time, I was going to look up to see just how legal that, well, obviously it is legal, but I, I'm almost surprised because we've got a, what's called company law over here in the UK and company law is very specific. It, it, it states that you have an obligation to your shareholders, right? Yes. Um, and, and unless you're trading insolvent, in which case you're, you immediately as a director have an obligation to the creditors. And what this does, it kind of just, Leaks in there and says, oh, "I'm going to change that around a little bit," <laughs> you know. And now you've also got an obligation. Uh, you've got an obligation um, on the sustainability to 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 um, to the environment, to, to basically the the commitments that you've made. And, you, and as I mentioned at the beginning, you have to declare this and report this in, also in your annual report. At the end, there is a part that says, "Okay, these were the objectives that you have given yourself for 2020." what you have done, yes, no, how much, why, and then what are the objectives you give yourself for the, for the year after. So this is, uh, you know, very transparent uh, and this is available to everybody. I mean, it's not an internal document, uh, is, is uh, you know, our, our report is, is, is public. Now, Massimiliano, I'm going to confess to you what I, <laughs> my, my pet hate uh, when I'm reading annual reports, and I read a lot of annual reports. I'm probably one of the only journalists out there that, that does this. Um, but I read them, I try to understand them, I read the risk sections, I read the directed reports, and, and I look obviously um, at, at the numbers, and I look at the, I'd say the end reports from, and, I, and this is going, because you know we cover the cocoa and the, and, the, and the coffee industry. So this actually often applies more on the cocoa side of things, but where there are more, a lot of times more labor issues and, 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 and environmental issues. But, but when I'm looking at annual report, the biggest bugbear I have is an inconsistency year from year in the numbers. In other words, it, 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 they say you look at a report last year and it gives you a, a range of, of achievements they've made in their annual report. And you look at it this year and you say, well, I wonder what progress they've made, but you can't tell. You can't tell because they use different numbers. 
My oh. question to you, I'm sorry to put you on the spot, <laughs> but my question to you is, does, the, does B Corp uh, prescribe anything, I mean, a bit like the accountability framework or anything like that, does it prescribe any kind of lexicon or, or way in which you, you should report? Well, uh, uh, of course, since, uh, you know, is a, is a process that you, you need to provide all the documentation supporting this, and this is all assessed. Uh, yeah, the, I mean, there is not a specific prescribed word, but, word, but you know, you, you cannot just say, okay, we do it. No, show me the documentation, show me how you communicate this to the people. I mean, when you say we have a commitment, we have also to show uh, how do you train your people about sustainability? How many hours of training have you done? Is this available uh, on the web corporate uh, in, intranet? Is, can everybody download this and read? You know, uh, and these are all things that you need to prove. And then, well, I don't want to comment on what, what other companies are doing. I, I can only comment by inviting you to download or we can send you a PDF of our annual report of the last three years. Uh, and you can read them and find <laughs> and spot if we use that technique or not. I don't think you will find that. <laughs> what, what the difference you will find from our one year to another is that we, we, we keep on trying to improve. It's not that we, because we have done something that we say, okay, take done. Because, you know, you never stop, especially if you talk about, for example, we mentioned briefly, your digital, digital is not something that you, is continuously changing. So you are a project every year and technology keeps on improving and you need to update. But this also is valid for what you do as a company. You know, there, there, are, there were uh, technology uh, that are, we are using today that were not available five or 10 years ago uh, that allow us to reduce our impact. Uh, and hence, we are using this. For example, I don't know, we, uh, every time we change our roasting machine, we, we now change our roasting machine, which is a 40% less energy consumption than the previous one. Uh, that was not available before. Now it's available. We improve and we change it. We change that. So always having a... Uh, ch changes are not uh, bad per se. If you change things to cover up things, then there's another story. But again, this is not happening here, at least uh, that I know, but I don't think is in, since, uh, you know, our annual report is also certified, etc. So uh, I, I can really invite you to read because we also treat uh, the first part where we really explain beyond the pure numbers, which are there, what we do, the key project of the company, all the evolution per month, et cetera. So it's a kind of nice uh, uh, summary of what we do every year. Fantastic. Um, I, I, love, I love philosophy. And years ago, years ago, when I was probably, I'm trying to say it's probably 25 years ago, I read a book, a uh, very unpopular book by Ayn Rand, who was a 1950s philosopher in, in the US very sort of capitalist and um, very much out of fashion nowadays. I mean, she'd be the really antithesis of, of B Corp and everything else. But she said this, this, she wrote this one book, which is her least popular book, uh, which is called The Virtue of Selfishness. Mm -hmm. And it's based around one primary tenet, which is that everything anyone does is selfish. But selfish has got a bad rap. And that is to say that um, we all do things for a reason. Nobody does things without a reason. If we're not necessarily conscious of the reason, we all do things for a reason. Uh, and everything, everything that we do, we do at some level to benefit ourselves. Even if it looks altruistic on the outside, we do it because it benefits ourselves. And I'll give you an example would be, uh, I give money to charity. I give money to charity. Great, it's for the charity. What do I get out of it? I feel good about myself. So that would be the benefit. That would be my selfish benefit. And it was very interesting, the, the thing that she said, which always struck with me, which was that self, the best, the best projects are the ones where uh, the altruism is matched by a benefit to yourself. In other words, if you can align doing something that's altruistic and you benefit, it's not a, it's not a case of, it's not a zero-sum game where one has to win and one has to lose, but actually you can do something that benefits you and that it is also beneficial to, to somebody else or, or, or makes a positive impact. Um, I'm not saying that to be kind of, but I actually truly believe that. That's, you know, I, I'm happy on a, in a pub well, to argue that. But I my question, that, just, just for you, sir, is, is as Ile business and the B Corps, is there, a, is there a, an angle where you say, look, this is good for the environment, good for everything else, but we're also, we're doing this because we're going to benefit out of it. We're going to get, sorry? Because uh, is there a, 
Do you approach this in, in a way you say that this is a net win for, for both the environment yeah, I, and for Ili as a company? Listen, I believe that, uh, you know, it's a quite interesting angle to see this, uh, this way of being, uh, you know, selfish. But, you know, uh, if all the people in the world would be selfish like that, so doing things for themselves and doing good for some, someone or something else, well, we're going to be probably in a better, much better place. Uh, you know, probably is at the same, uh, a different angle of uh, doing what we normally do also as people. I mean, for example, uh, I've always been lucky and blessed to, to, to do jobs that I really love. So for me, I got a job, I got a salary, but I don't work because I enjoy. So yeah. <laughs> this is selfish at the same time. You know, I'm doing things that yes. I love, but, and I get paid for that. So <laughs> what's the best? So there is always an angle where you can see both. And I think, you know, if you think about B Corp, well, we, we, we keep on doing this, but doing what we do, we also, it doesn't cost us more. It's even a benefit. And I will come back to that. Um, so why not? So why you should, you, should, uh, you should only think of yourself? And also how much, you know, benefit, money, things you want to accumulate. I mean, once you are happy, you, you know, I read another book and it was also a film that, you know, said that the end, the very end of this fantastic film was happiness is not real if it's not shared, you know, as Into the Wild was the film. You remember? I love that oh, movie. My wife exactly. So, you know, I leave everything, credit card, I live in the months, blah, blah, blah. At the beginning is you're happy, but then, I mean, being happy, you know, truly selfishly happy. So only yourself and the nature at the end was not worthwhile, you know, and say, well, he died by writing. He died, his, yeah, very hungry in Alaska. So <laughs> once you are really happy of what you do, why you don't, I mean, the best thing is to share the, this happiness and make someone else happy. I mean, is a, and, and this is, a, and why, for example, an example I can give you, for example, we have, you know, a, a, a big warehouse in Trieste where we store our green coffee. Storing the coffee there for us is essential for the quality of the coffee because green coffee needs to be preserved at a certain rate of humidity, temperature, etc., which is not available, of course, in the producing countries. But at the same time, we have our benefits, so keeping the highest quality possible. But at the same time, the growers, once they have, you know, uh, crop, the crop is done. When they, they have the coffee, they want to sell it as soon as possible. They don't want to store it there where it was waiting for someone. So they want to take the money immediately and then reinvest. So stay in So by doing that immediately, we have our goal match their goal of getting paid immediately. And of course, as you know, since we have a certain uh, requirement for quality, etc., we are willing to pay more for that quality in order to have also a positive impact. So not only paying, uh, you know, their, their their cost, which is normal, with it should be normal because there, sometimes there are still, uh, you know, situations where they even don't get the money to pay their cost, and then they should make a fair profit so that they can invest. In, in their business so that they can continue to produce the, the quality we want. So it's selfish for us, but it's good for them. And then, of course, sustain their families. So in everything you do, you can find this, this aspect, if I might interpret this, this book that I think, I've not read, but I think this is the, the other way to see that, that thing. I think so. I think it's a higher level of thinking. Um, I think to think about this this way is a high level of thinking. And um, uh, you, uh, only really the people who are in it for the short term uh, would go in and pay the lowest price and run away. Maybe they make a bit more profit, but where are they going to go back to to next month? So yeah. I, I, it is a high level of thinking. Just pick up on the um, on the so so you're B Corp certified. It's the beginning of a journey. You got the certification, I guess, about five months ago. Um, yeah, is that correct? March, March twenty. March. Okay, March a little bit more. So you got the certification then. And as you know, you did a lot of hard work. You've got it. There was no doubt a party. I wasn't invited. That's okay. Um, but <laughs> we haven't done any party. We were <laughs> there was no party yet. Oh, of course, it was probably difficult. <laughs> we, communicate, right, this... we communicate that because you know, uh, I I I I tell, I described when I joined Illy 
the company of the best kept secret. So when, you know, it's important for me, story doing is more important than storytelling. But when you have a lot of story doing, not doing the storytelling is also a mistake because a lot of people, they don't even know what you're doing. So we, we did communicate uh, the B Corp certification, uh, but trying to explain why we did that and, and trying to, you know, to, to show our consumer that, that was part of, a, of our way of doing things and not just a, a prize that we want to win to show to everybody that we are, we are better than, than others. So it's just, it's just uh, and this was very much also felt inside the company. The whole, all the employees were, were happy about this, uh, this achievement. Because you know, as a, you are as well, you're not a, you don't only work for a company, but you also are a consumer yourself. So you you see what the other companies are doing, what your friends are doing. So working for a company that has these uh, these values and you and embrace in yourself, uh, you embrace also these values is also rewarding and motivating beyond you know the traditional remuneration, salary, benefit, etc. You know. You know, this is really important. Again, it goes back to the governance thing where I, I'm, you know, um, I've got firsthand experience of working with companies that have a very high turnover rate of, of staff and you can never get a, a mature life governance put in there because you train somebody up, next month they're gone. You train up the next person, they're gone. And, and so you always got people in there who don't actually know what's going on and you can never have quality. So I think um, what you just said about making people inside the company proud to work there, actually is going to be more and more important, especially with the millennials coming in. They're much more picky about who they work for. They look at this as a as one of the metrics where they identify a company that that they that they choose to work for. And so, if you want to get the best people, you're going to have to be a desirable place to work. And so, I think achieving this is going to be a good step forward for Ilay. Exactly. Um, just from from that angle, what I'd, I guess I'd like to know is so we, uh, back in March you got the accreditation. Mm -hmm. And uh, you started the, you effectively, in, in some respects, just started the journey now. Um, two questions for you. One, what was the hardest part uh, of, of that certification? You have to be honest as well on that answer. And the second question uh, after that is, is where is going to be the next challenge in, in growing your, your sustainable maturity? Um, let's say the, the hardest challenge was for us you remember, I very honestly mentioned that I thought it would have taken less time to do it. It was that since we are very much focused on doing things, you know, we were not worried about also in certain areas, clearly documenting, uh, you know, in a very precise way what we were doing. We were doing that, but, but you know, you can, <laughs> if you do it, you can, you can trust me, but I want to see, okay, how can you prove that this is true? So we cannot just... Uh, believe you even if we know you're not lying no so we realized that some of the practices we were applying were not really good documented so that's why for us the bcov was an improvement process to say okay wait a minute it's stupid if you do things right not also to have the formalities right so that this can be you know opposed to anybody and can be shown certified so it was and that was the hardest part because they come on we do everything and beyond much more than a lot of bigger and famous, much bigger and famous company. Why? Well, it was a learning for, for all the management team, of course, because I've not done this alone. So all the, 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 the management team was involved, all the departments. So for all those people, it was a learning, say, okay, you do these things, try to, you know, to make this part of the, not only of the company culture, of the way we do things, but all the company processes, procedure, so that everybody can be engaged. And this is a culture that remains also with the company, you know, beyond also the, the people that might change. And so this was the, for me, the, 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 the hardest part. Uh, then, sorry, the second, the second question was, so that so you are at some stage of a maturity cycle. Yeah. Well, okay. You mean you mean what? Yeah. What? 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 Well, what's next? What's next? <laughs> yeah. As I said, you know, uh, it is 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 a beginning of a journey. We 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 tie this in with all other initiatives that we do. First of all, we we try to, of course, act and behave as a company, but also trying to involve our consumers in everything we do because. We launch, uh, you know, an initiative which is called "One Makes a Difference," <laughs> that says, okay, not only 
uh, uh, we as a company, we, need, we have a responsibility, but you as an individual in your consumption habit, in your behaviors, you have a responsibility. Because even uh, simple things like if I give you, you know, an item which is perfectly disposable or recyclable, but if you don't, uh, you know, put it in the right place, then, you know, it, it's worth, uh, it's worthless what we do. So is uh, you, you need also to, to kind of uh, educate consumers or raise the attention on certain, well, this is on certain topics. Uh, and, uh, and also we tried also going back to the point of communicating what we do but not for the sake of showing how good we are, but for the sake of showing, hey, these things can be done, you know, so push yourself or other companies to do the same, you know, having this positive impact, uh, you know, on social activities, uh, you know, wastewater treatment systems, uh, opening kindergartens in the plantations, et cetera, et cetera. So, and, but all this was, uh, you know, under the umbrella, one makes the difference so that everybody can read and say and share, share the world, uh, the world uh, um, about, about this. Um, we have to consider also that uh, today, you know, our 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 well-being is also threatened by another, you know, um, uh, threat, which is uh, the climate change. You know, so and and this is also very much linked to the impact of your operation as a company. You know, so if we want to go towards a more and more sustainable world, we have to work all together. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, we as a company, we set ourselves an ambitious target is to become uh, carbon neutral by 2033. So when we will uh, uh, celebrate the 100th anniversary of the company, which was founded in 1933. And, you know, if you really want to achieve a net zero economy is a process, is a long-term process because you have to act not only as a lot of companies do, only on scope one, scope two, but also scope three, which is the most difficult one to achieve. And so uh, we really want to get there and we really want to get there by using the, at the least as possible compensation method, but although you, you have to have that as well, so that looking at all you know, the technology that we use uh, or the raw materials, the production processes, and then establishing that we have in the plan, which has been up recently approved by the board in July, you know, the sustainability roadmap and the plan towards the 2023, uh, where we have uh, all the, the, you know, the initiatives from today until 2032, 2033 to reach this ambitious target. Massimiliano, um, I'm, I'm very happy that you just said uh, something. I want to I pick you up on it because um, I was going to raise it and I was a bit worried about raising it. Uh, but you you said something very important, which was that I'm um, using as little uh, I, I don't know the exact words used, but little buying uh, yeah. as, as possible. Now, offsetting, talking, offsetting, yes, carbon offsets, right? Now I have a bug. I have a problem with carbon offsets, and the problem I have, generally speaking, is that people who just whose their sole strategy is to say I've got to fix a problem, I'll write a check for a carbon offset, um, is lazy. It doesn't solve any problems. There's a lot of problems in the carbon offset market, uh, generally speaking, with 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 offsets that aren't aren't very valuable. Um, there's a lot of uh, well, I want to use the word fraud, but a lot of it's, it's an unregulated market. Um, actually, funny enough, the the old Bank of England, Mark Carney, uh, is is pushing for a, a regulated uh, industry uh, there, as are others. Um, but to give you one example, a fund manager was talking about getting calls on a weekly basis. From companies who say, I've got 500 million. I want to buy, I want to offset 500 million. He said, on a weekly basis, I get calls wanting to offset 500 million and, and, and those sorts of numbers. And so you said, we want to do it as much through activities. So exactly. changing the activities to, to reduce your net carbon footprint yeah. as opposed to just write a check. That's, that's our goal because I think, we, so there is nothing wrong provided, as you mentioned, that you really go to certify things because, you know, there are a lot of uh, also gray areas there. So there is nothing wrong in saying, I don't know, I want to contribute to, in a reforestation of an area by planting trees, which, which, is, which is good. But it should not be, okay, I write this check, I do this, and I continue to do business as usual. So right. and this is greenwashing as the same as well. So you need to look at your operations. 
You need to look at everything you do, at your product, etc., and try to do the best that you can, knowing that also there not is a continuous improvement because technologies are changing. So today there are things that we could do, but for example, is it's impossible because it's completely out of price to do that. Then I cannot be a sustainable an existing company because yeah. I need to, you know, as gotta I be say, here tomorrow to be profit sustainable, right? growth and uh, doing good and not doing good, but then uh, destroying the company, which is then doing bad for all the people, not only working for the company, right. but the whole, the whole value chain. Now the, uh, so you, we need to be realistic here, but, you know, but also very concentrated. Every time something is possible to do, you do it. So for example, uh, we roast the coffee, and the, 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 once a technology was available to transform, you know, the you know the heat of the in in energy, we immediately applied that uh, technology, and so we use that energy out of the roasting to produce energy electricity for to use in our plants. And now we also have a technology which is in in uh, summertime is converting calories in in cooling uh, system for for you know to cool down some part of our offices or the plant. So this is I mentioned before that we have a big uh, very big warehouse uh, because we need uh, to have all the coffee available every every year because you know we have one blend so we cannot uh, just switch from one to another. We always have to have one the a consistent quality to. All, all along the year. So we need to have a lot of stock available of green coffee. So we have a big warehouse and a big surface. So we, we did, we cover that surface with solar panel, which is one of the biggest, uh, you know, installation in the region. Well, this is another, is another step. We use uh, electricity, but uh, since already many years, we only buy electricity 100% for renewable sources. At the beginning, it was costing much more. Now the prices are going down. It's still costing a little bit more, but it's an investment that you make. And if we all do this, the price difference will not be a price difference in, in, the, in the future. So that, that's, that's for me the key thing. So, you know, if you think about the sustainable development goals, you know, the, for me, the most important one is the 17, so, which is talking about the cooperation between public and private sector, et cetera, because cooperating even for competitors is key when it comes to well-being and to sustainability. Then you compete for the preference of the consumer. But when you talk about the planet and the people and the well-being, you don't have to compete. You have to cooperate. And then initiatives like that will push others to do the same. And as I mentioned before, consumer will push company to do this. And if we all do this, things that today are not available or scarcely available, or they have a high price, they will reduce their price because simply nobody will go to suppliers that do not have you know, sustainable practices or sustainable product. So it's, it's a kind of virtuous uh, circle. And I also hope and believe that uh, uh, very soon, five to 10 years time, uh, there will be no unsustainable companies in, in the world simply because there will be no uh, consumer available to buy from those companies. And this is a, this is a, a dream and, uh, and probably I hope this thing will come true. I hope so too. I think there's going to be a lot of disruption between now and then because there's a lot of, there's a lot of new laws coming in. There's a lot of uh, ways that we have to, we have to put a lot of things into place in terms of how we communicate, um, how we, one of the most difficult things is the auditing element of it. I mean, let's touch on that for a second because um, you know, there's a couple of other, uh, they're not competing, they're different, they're different um, sort of frameworks, but you've got like Fairtrade and Rainforest Alliance, et cetera, mm -hmm. certifications. And um, I'm not, I just don't know how I feel about things like Fairtrade. I hope I never have to do an interview with them because I'd have to be very honest. And, and, I, and I sort of want to love them and, and, I, and I sort of do, and I, but I also think that they promote themselves an awful lot. But then I also understand why that's necessary in terms of brand recognition. So I, I really don't know. I don't have the answer. But what I do know is that there is a problem with the fact that that, um, that certification relies on an audit. Audits are expensive. And, and therefore, they're not done that often. Now, how does it work in B Corp? How do you, how do you is, it, is it sort of a self-assessment or how do you evidence yeah, you know, how does it, I guess how does it compare to to and what are the differences to 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 that kind of mechanism in, in say a fair trade? 
No, I mean you need you need uh, you need to work as a company. It, it implies a lot of work from the company, the management team, and you work with uh, with uh, B Lab. They do this assessment, and you either you can do it alone, all alone. But this is possible only when you are a small operation. In fact, out of all the thousands of B Corps, a lot are very small companies, which is, I would say, is a a little bit easier to reach that because you know the scale and the geographical scope and and uh, is is much easier to 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 manage at the beginning. So the more you, you grow, the more is is difficult to do this assessment by yourself. Then you do it with the companies which are specialized in guiding you through all the questions and the things. And we have done that, of course, because we we I mean it's <laughs> we have a larger uh, scale operation and multi site, uh, multi product, multi channel. Uh, different communities, uh, uh, twenty counties where we source the coffee. So this is this this is key. But for me, the difference is that uh, the certification of what we do with the growers, uh, for example, is something that we have uh, and is part of this uh, B Corp. So is one of the aspect. So whereas when you talk about the others, is only related to that aspect. You know, so so B Corp is considering this. And all the rest. So, uh, do you do good with your growers? Fine. But do you mistreat your workers or your employees in the office? So this is not. So this is, if you are uh, I don't know rainforest science certified doesn't mean that uh, you you have a you know you. Yeah, it's very. It's a lot more narrow in its in its. Exactly. Scope. So it's a, it's a little, little bit broader and wider as a certification that and that includes all these things. Uh, that needs to be proven uh, with documentation and facts, and uh, and and is and uh, you know and they and they check this, of course. The B Corps is very much actually, I guess, from what you've just said, it 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 sounds like you have to adopt a culture in the business, yes. and and so unlike you, maybe with a, another certification mechanism, they're saying, oh, certify your you know your supply chain is transparent. Here, actually, what you're certifying is that the culture of the business, the governance of the business, mm -hmm. that everything that you think about and the way that you act in unity is all considering that that second materiality that we talked about, that second bottom line. But, but you know what? Without getting into, you know, because I don't like to talk about others and make, you know, but I know it's difficult. I can. I, but I, I let's, you, you mentioned rainforest. If you mentioned. If you take only one aspect of that certification, for me, the key, um, one of the key problems is uh, related to the fact that being uh, Rainforest Alliance certified, or fair, let's talk about fair trade. Fair trade, fantastic, has not, but there's nothing to do with the quality of coffee you buy. So you can be fairly traded, but very bad quality. So, what does it mean that you have a, a lot of a production of a lot of uh, fair trade coffee, but then the consumers they, they they don't like this coffee, so they don't buy this coffee. So then you have the growers; they have done all the process and they paid to get the certification, etc. They find themselves with overproduction because they cannot sell this this uh, this coffee. And guess what? They have to sell this coffee under price. <laughs> so they got certified, but they sell under price because. There, are, there is too much stock. So for me, it's much more again balance to have this. Uh, what you to, to mention your philosopher <laughs> to, <laughs> to have this, uh, this selfish approach to say, okay, I want absolute total sustainability of my operations, but I also want absolute quality so that I can match the two things. You know, in a sense, uh, you know, this was something that uh, Ernesto Illy, you know, uh, many, many years ago, he really understood. He said, well, there is not such a thing that you can call quality if this quality is not also sustainable. I mean, which, were, which ties up with what we were mentioning before. People are looking at the company, what they're doing. So, yes, you do a good product, but are you a good company as well? Because good product, we all like good quality product. But if you do to do that, then you behave in a bad way. Then it could consumer that will not buy your product do not have to buy your product because this is not is a shortcut. This is is selfish, but really selfish is only one way, and not yeah. the, the other way. I'm I'm I noticed that we're over time, and I I just wanted to and I was going to end on a I know it's, it's flown by, um, and what I wanted to end on. Uh, 
on on a on a, a question I wanted to ask, which was, I, I just and this is a this is a selfish question, uh, but I want to know. I I know a lot of I know a fair amount about Ile, um, but I want you to tell me something that I don't know. Tell me something about Ile that I, that that maybe a lot of people don't know. Huh. <laughs> uh, since I'm working out the, in the last five years, really to get the best secret out, I struggle to find the secret now. Let me think about it. <laughs> you can always come back. You, we'll have to have you back on another show, but because I do want to talk about some other topics as well. Um, <laughs> if you'll have me back on the sh- on the show to 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 come and talk about that, um, let's just end on one final thing then, and and that is really about the the. The brand value of B Corp, mm-hmm. and do you see because it has been less known compared to to maybe some of the other you know frameworks etc. out there, but it's really being talked about a lot nowadays. And mm-hmm. I think part of that is because ESG as a whole, the conversation is is becoming much larger. Do you see um, a real business advantage with consumers? by having that B Corp certification. And are you going to take advantage of that? Yeah, for sure. Uh, this is really for sure because uh, we know out of all the market research that we have, statistics, et cetera, that more and more consumers are looking at this aspect and, and, and choosing also products and companies based on their sustainability approach, broader sustainability approach. So not only again, in terms of uh, raw material sourcing, but also behavior in terms of company, Etc. Uh, Etc. Et so uh, interaction with all the communities, with uh, with uh, not only with employees but with the suppliers, etc. Etc. So this is for sure something that uh, is is beneficial because uh, you know again it's not uh, something that we self proclaim ourselves a good company is an independent uh, you know and very serious organization that is saying that. So it's, it's, a, it's a good thing and the consumer can trust this. And, uh, and, uh, and you know, they, they can also see that this uh, movement is growing and there are other B Corp companies that are, you know, joining forces with other B Corp companies. And so they are inspired by this behavior because, you know, consumer sooner or later, once they are no more teenager, they start, uh, you know, studying and then they start working. And so in the in the way they work, the future manager of the company, the company they choose, but also the impact as manager they have when they are in those companies is also, you know, contributing to this, uh, to this growing movement because, you know, we are, I belong to the category of managers, which are, you know, in between the two, uh, you know, I was born when digital was not there and et cetera, you know, but in five to 10 years time, CEOs will all, all be born native, digital, native, sustainable, et cetera, et cetera. And, this is part, and these are also consumers and, and people uh, working. So uh, I believe that is really the setting the example thing that is important and, and, uh, and uh, inspiring people and other companies at the same time uh, to, 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 to uh, consider that everything you do has an impact. You can continue to do what you want, provided that you consider this impact on others and on the planet. And that's a wonderful place to end. Massimiliano, that has been a, such a pleasure. I feel like we should have had this conversation at a coffee bar with an espresso. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> there is a nice espresso there if you want. I keep looking at that the whole time. I was looking at that. Uh, so look, maybe another time uh, when uh, when we're past this pandemic, uh, we can we can meet up in uh, in Italy somewhere at the home of espresso. Um, but if not, I'll, I'd love to have you back on the show at some point when you're a little bit further along in your journey, and we can touch base see how it's going. We can have another cup of coffee, another conversation. And uh, thank you so much once more. Thank you, Nick. Ciao.